Hello, my name is Jonathan Swift, the Content Director of Insurance Post, and today for the fourth edition of the Motormouth Podcast, I'm joined by Detective Superintendent Andy Cox from the Metropolitan Police. Hello, Andy. Morning. So, Andy will be speaking at the Motor Insurance World event on the 24th of March at Twickenham Stadium, and he will be talking about trends and patterns in car crime, how are the police and insurers responding. So, ahead of the conference, Andy, can I ask you, as we start the year, what are the primary goals for the Met Police in tackling crime on Britain's roads? Uh, So we have our strategy, which is um, Vision Zero. That's the the Mayor's um, stated aspiration to achieve zero road death and zero um, serious injury uh, collisions um, by 2041. It's obviously a long-term aspiration, but obviously our focus right now is in keeping our roads safe. And as part of that, and there's there's a a routine link to dangerous driving and being criminally active in other other forms of crime, we target um, disrupting criminality as part of our sort of road safety plan as well. So Andy, I know a subject that has uh, got a lot of coverage recently, and indeed a recent RIC survey showed drivers are becoming less concerned and almost desensitised to the very real dangers of using mobile phones while driving. Is this something that you would agree with and you're seeing? Okay, so we do see, I mean, we've enforced over 4,000 offences in 2019 for using your phone and being distracted whilst driving. Um, we know that's a very significant risk to safety. Um, people are, um, I think the stats routinely used, if you're driving at 30 miles an hour, um, you cover about 30, 40 yards very, very quickly. Um, and of course, if you're looking at your phone for a second or two, those 30, 40 yards make a huge difference. Um, so even at relatively low speeds within the speed limit, if you're using your phone, you are a real and obvious danger to other road users and yourself. Um, I don't see an upward trend as such personally we don't see an upward trend in london but we see a consistent trend and people despite the enforcement being now um higher uh, despite an absolutely robust approach around tackling uh drivers who do use their phone um people still continue to do it coming back to your original point about um road fatalities Data from the RIC Foundation showed a steady decline in road fatalities between 2004 and 2012. However, since then, numbers seem to remain steady at around about 1,700 deaths a year on the UK roads. And actually, there was a slight increase in 2018. In your opinion, um, can I say, what can be done by all parties, police, insurers, drivers, charities, to get these numbers going back downwards again? We really need to raise awareness around the dangers people pose on the roads and the need to, to drive within the law, legally, sensibly, and, and being considerate to other road users. I think if we look at the issue of speeding, um, in London, 37% of people that died in 2018 um, were directly related to, to speed as an issue. And that was the most significant issue out of um, all the causation factors in, in road death in London. I think... Sometimes if we look at the agenda for drink drive, um, that's seen as socially unacceptable. Um, people will challenge people that get into cars who are drunk and say, you know, and aren't prepared to get into the car with them. Um, that's, you know, we've made real strides, real improvement around drunk drivers. Um, we need to have the same social conscience around other forms of dangerous driving, such as speed, such as phones. You know, I want people to directly challenge um Drivers who, who who speed, um, they should point out, you know, it's the most common factor in relation to road death. The same principles apply for uninsured driving. We know statistically uninsured drivers are six to seven times more likely to be vol- involved in a fatal collision 
Um, so why should legally, why, why should law-abiding road users be exposed to that additional risk? Um, so I think it's about raising awareness. It's about um, public being prepared to challenge friends, family, themselves as well to make sure they drive safely. I think on occasions people um, forget really the purpose of a journey. Surely the purpose of any journey is to go from A to B and to arrive at the destination you're choosing to go to, to be there in one piece, to be there safely, to make sure your car's intact, to make sure you're legally and you've, you've got there legally and you're not um, subject to police enforcement and fines and other bits. Um, people forget that and are complacent. They think it won't happen to them. They think um, they won't you know, be involved in a, in a serious collision which leads to fatality or, or life-changing injury. Um, but I meet the families of those that are exposed to that, both on the victim side and the driving side. And, and it's, it's devastation across every single person and every single family. And um, on many occasions they were complacent and they didn't think it would happen to them. And of course, once it does, um, they have to live with that and they have to live with the impact of that for the rest of their, their lives. And it's, it's severe. So I think not to be complacent, to raise awareness, to challenge themselves, others, uh, to drive sensibly and safely and to concentrate on the goal, which is to arrive safely and intact. Again, Andy, you've already touched on this, but um, uninsured driving, what is the impact of uninsured driving and what are the consequences of drivers being caught today without insurance? So there's a, there's, there's a vast amount of people that drive uninsured and it's just totally unacceptable. There's, there's, there's no lawful reason to, to be uninsured. Um, the impact, as I say, is six to seven times more likely to be involved in a fatal collision. We did some research in London and approaching two thirds were criminally active in other crime. So I have um, an absolute focus, my team do, uh, on targeting uninsured drivers. We seized in 2019 around 18,000 vehicles in in London alone, uninsured. The consequences for for the drivers are, A, we're gonna seize your car. Um, To get that car back from from the police, um, you have a limited time to produce lawful insurance for us to, to know it's lawfully now insured for you to, to drive away and take that, that vehicle away. By which point you have to tell your, your new insurance company, I've just been enforced for uninsured driving. That is likely to mean, um, and you're an insurance company or representing them, um, that you're gonna pay higher premiums. Um, you are gonna have six points on your license for, for that uninsured driving. You are gonna be fined. You are gonna pay the costs for the police to store your car. So there's a, 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 a point restriction to your to your license there's a fine there's costs and obviously there's higher premiums for a, a period of time and I, I'd suggest that's around five years from my research so the, the consequences for you in terms of your mobility your your finance um, are severe and we are targeting you we are as I said seized in London alone over 18,000 vehicles in 2019 my team have it as an absolute priority. We recognise the risk uninsured drivers pose to to other road users. Um, and I, I I sort of look at why people would be uninsured. And I think, you know, perhaps it's because of their driving history. They've had collisions in the past. They've had police enforcement in the past. That makes their premiums higher, so they take a chance. But that, by definition of those collisions or enforcement in the past, perhaps makes them a more risky driver to other road users. So that's number one. Number two, maybe they're a risk taker per se, um, because they're prepared to take that risk of not being enforced against and identified. Again, I'd argue that makes them a risky person by by nature. Um, it isn't, in my experience, or it's very, very rarely in my experience, around somebody that's 
uh, inadvertently forgot to insure their car. Um, the, the primary reason people choose to drive uninsured, and they do choose to drive uninsured, is because they're seeking to evade that um, enforcement um, or that, uh, that financial requirement to insure your car. Um, and, and the reason they do that, as I say, in my opinion, is because they're a danger to other road users or they're a risk taker or both. And, and therefore, that's why it's a key priority as part of our Vision Zero strategy to target those drivers and to target them robustly and to take their car and to enforce them. And if, if, if opportunity allows to disqualify them from driving, which prevents them driving in, in future as well. So can I ask you, Andy, um, how can the insurance industry work with the police to best combat um, uninsured driving? We have a very uh, positive relationship with the Motor Insurance Bureau. Um, they work in, in support of us already, and, it, and it's a, uh, you know, a long-term, embedded, strong working relationship and partnership. Uh, they help us um, in terms of our um, awareness of who's uninsured, of course. We utilise our technology through uh, things like AMPR, um, which obviously allows us to see live time who's, who's uninsured. What I'd really like to do is to move this on to a new level though to routinely showcase and market so people see the consequences of uninsured driving so talking about the statistics uh, of people that are involved in fatal collisions who are uninsured talking about the consequences to them and their livelihood because for for example insurance companies um, in my experience do go after uh, financially people that are involved in um, significant serious collisions whether you know for example if that leads to a life-changing injury for uh, the third party, um, that person who is uninsured um, uh, <coughs> will be liable and pursued for the costs of the, you know, the, the, the aftermath and, and everything involved in that collision, which will lead on occasion to people losing their homes, their livelihoods and everything else, let alone having to live with the emotional challenge of what's happened. Um, so I think what can help us is the Motor Insurance Bureau and insurance companies in general can perhaps be on the front foot in terms of marketing, explaining the consequences to people, explaining the, the, the risk that uh, uninsured drivers, drivers pose. Technology in the future, so looking at things like, obviously, the black box rollout, I think that's a very positive road safety uh, development. I think um, supporting, for example, the use of dash cam, um, which, again, I feel is both an opportunity to deter bad driving but to support good driving so I think essentially what I'm articulating or trying to is um, insurance companies I think can utilize technology um, to help and promote safe driving through perhaps cheaper premiums and marketing the the, the benefits of of that um, and of course as I said earlier marketing the consequences of uninsured driving so people recognize that a the need to be insured so they drive more safely and b the opportunities that te- technology allows to, to, to promote safe driving and financially help those who take those opportunities. So Andy, you've already mentioned this is a priority for the the Metropolitan Police um, in in 2020 and onwards. What are your realistic expectations when it comes to seeing a decrease in uninsured driving? Do you think this menace will ever be kind of, you know, almost completely knocked off our roads? I think it's early to to say it will completely go because too many people, I think there's about one million people in the UK drive uninsured, um, which is just outrageous um we have certainly upped our game in terms of the metropolitan police it's an absolute focus and priority for us we've got it as one of our key strategic objectives within road safety um and drawing the link to criminality i think helps that so i think there's 
a debate to, to be had within policing in the UK to, to make sure it's a priority elsewhere as well as within London. And I think the evidence that we're looking to do, we're looking to get um, academic support evaluating our work to demonstrate that by targeting uninsured drivers as a benefit, number one, in terms of reducing road death and serious injury on the roads, and number two, in terms of disrupting criminality. And I think once we prove that, and I'm sure it will be proved based on the early indicators that we've seen, then I think that will then be taken elsewhere, which allows a more focused enforcement approach around the country, which will drive down uh, uninsured driving, uh, to excuse the pun. Um, But also, I think in terms of constantly marketing, constantly explaining, um, again, having that whole debate around social conscience. So if members of the public are out there that recognise there's uninsured drivers, that, that needs to be reported. They need to be reported so we can tackle them um, because of the links to fatality and criminality. So I think there's an argument to be had around the way that we police it, the way that um, the public report it and their view of uninsured driving to recognise the impact it has. And then for insurers to to really be, as I said, on the front foot around helping people to be insured through recognising safe driving, responsible driving, use of technology and so on. Um, But with a million uninsured drivers, I think it's going to take some time. I think there needs to be technological developments, for example, something a little bit off the wall, which may work. We have AMPR and and cameras available to garage forecourts. is there ever an opportunity, for example, in the future, which says, you know, if an uninsured uh, car pulls up on that forecourt, it doesn't get refueled? Um, so um, there, there has to be, I think, design out options that we look at to try and remove the ability for uninsured vehicles to, to utilise our roads. So I think technology may solve this issue in the future. For now, it's about enforcement, marketing and um, asking the public to help us. Well, Andy, uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. As I said at the start, Andy uh, will be speaking at the Motor Insurance World on the 24th of March at Twickenham Stadium. I'll hope to see you all there, so please sign up now. Until the next edition of the Motormouth podcast, it's goodbye from me. Cheerio. (laughs) 